the Lord, the Lord better pull through. <laughs> we all, Lord. You know, you're always in a good place spiritually when you say things like the Lord better do this for me. <laughs> I decided that I deserve this. I was God. I was thinking using my brain that I came up with on my own. <laughs> and here's what I decided. This is what I, here's think. What I thought of. What if I just yelled podcast and that was the podcast podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. Patrick, I got to say these Mm -hmm. past four years. Yeah. They've been some of the best of my life. Yeah. I that because, well, I've been able to, to be here, you know, four years ago, I'd say my life changed in a, in a major way. It's true. It did. Um, and a lot of things that have happened since then, you know, I've moved, I've, I've changed jobs, you know, we've gone through a pandemic and, and all those things impact how I view the thing that happened four years ago, you know, whether or not it was a good idea to actually, uh, to do it at the time, mm-hmm. you know, is that, is that the, the choice that I should have made given that I had, you know, maybe another choice that I could have made that would have resulted in myself and many other people being in a different situation uh, in 2020 mm-hmm. versus in 2016, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but I'm just really glad that we that we voted for Donald Trump. I mean we started the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that we started the podcast. Uh this is uh this is the four year today. I thought it was gonna be like an innocuous thing. Like I'm really you know what? I am really glad that I decided to get the basket instead of the platter at Beefo Brady's or something like no, that. No, I thought it would be something. We like started that. the podcast 4 years ago. We did start the podcast. Today's 9/11, rest in peace. Yeah. It's like a weird that's also the weird thing about 9/11 is that we started our podcast on this day. No, 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 no. Remember last year we moved the anniversary. What did we move it to? My dad, my dad texted me he was on the 10th. He was like, "Hey, happy anniversary." And I was like, "No, our anniversary is on 9/11." He's like, "No, no, no, no. You guys moved it last year." I was like, oh, oh, we did. That's good memory. That's good. That's great memory. Yeah. So thanks. Shout out to my dad. Um, his birthday is the day is the day after 9-11. Oh, so yeah. 9-12, so, huh? Yeah. Kind of got overshadowed, but um, <laughs> just that one. year. Yeah. <laughs> just that, that one. Yeah. I mean, well, and this is subsequent. And uh, yeah, so that that's it's luckily for us. It's always very easy to remember his birthday. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was funny because our priest was giving a homily today just kind of about sin and how usually people don't decide to fly jetliners into buildings, how it like takes a lifetime yeah. of, of choices, you know, to get to the point of atrocity. A very good yeah. homily. But I was, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, dog, you're preaching to people that like were 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 still dumping in their panties when they when 9-11 happened. Like they don't remember this, you know. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't remember 9-11, and I was the oldest person in the room. Wait, what room are you in? The church. I work at a, oh, u- I I work at a university. I- <laughs> Sorry, the way that you said it. Patrick, I work, at, like, I work with... I don't I work remember with, uh, 9-11. <laughs> I thought you meant you were the oldest person in the room in 2001. I was like, your parents left you unsupervised? <laughs> but even before the 24-hour news cycle, I was plopped in front of Fox News as my babysitter. Just, just, consuming that content um yeah no that's definitely true it's like a majority if you think about it like half of our listeners maybe three quarters of our listeners do not remember 9-11 yeah at least 
it's it is a very interesting is phenomenon. Wild. But that's where we're not. This is not a nine eleven podcast. As sad as nine eleven. No, this is was, not a nine eleven podcast. We're talking about the it, the good thing that happened on nine eleven four years ago, which is our podcast. Our podcast, and yeah. holy cow! I just can't believe that I forgot. I forget every year that it's our anniversary. <laughs> I is it bad that I now associate September eleventh with the podcast? No, First. that's how it works. Okay. Did you think about that means that we hit our 200th episode a couple weeks ago and didn't even realize it? We have no clue. The funny thing is, this is something that I like, is people walk up to me and they'll be like, how's the podcast going? I'll be like, oh, it's fun. I would do it every week with my friend Patrick. And they're like, how many listeners do you got? And I'm like, dog. I don't remember. I have, couldn't <laughs> tell you. I have no idea. I don't know how many episodes we have. I don't oh, know. wait, 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 wait. I forgot to mention. We got to do this. We got, I, I, we need to have a, hold on. We need to have a, an emergency business meeting. Right now. Okay, should I put Live some, in front of the- should I put some klaxons on? Everybody everybody yeah. get into the bunker for the business meeting. Okay, everybody uh, uh, since you're listening to this, you can also be part of the business meeting. Okay. All right, welcome to the business meeting. Okay. Uh you remember how back back in the early days of people making things on the internet, it was it wasn't cool to self-promote. Remember? Yes. You were like it was like, "Oh, you're you're promoting your YouTube channel. You're a scrub because you're promoting yourself." Right? Okay. Then we, we we put a little layer of irony on top of it. We did that thing that we do where we make fun of people who who promote themselves, right? So people would promote themselves as like ironically promoting themselves. Mm-hmm. And then we were, eventually people were like, okay, that's you're just obviously promoting yourself. That's very le- little irony. Um, they they lay another we laid another level of irony, which is when we started the crunch, the level of irony that we had was self depreciating. Uh-huh. That we're like, oh, don't listen to our, our podcast. Su-. Nobody, no, no. nobody listened to our podcast that can be found on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play. It's really bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, nobody listens to, <laughs> don't listen to, no, no, no. But, but I, I realized something. The time is changing. Mm-hmm. The new layer of irony is just to be like, you know what? Screw it. Our podcast is the best. So, brothers and sisters of the crunch, hear me. Hear ye, hear ye. Our podcast is now officially the best podcast in the world oh sorry it is the best thing that is exists okay our podcast is the best (laughs) name a thing hamburgers name like something that exists we're better than hamburgers oh no uh you know why because hamburgers don't have any crunch cigars Mm, i love it's a close we're close we're still better i love cigars with the boys i love a good cigar (laughs) so yeah so next time, next time you talk to your friends, say like, "Oh, like, hey, do you listen to any good podcasts?" You say, "I, I actually happen to listen to the best podcast in the world, The Crunch." Yeah, and then you, if they say, "Oh, Catching Foxes," you can shank them legally, and it won't be, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you won't go to jail because the cops will be like, "Oh, you did the right thing here, sir." You did the right thing, and then it was self defense, and then you'll get the Medal of Freedom <laughs> from the police. What did the What do people? So you know how the army has like. <laughs> The Medal of Freedom from the police will give you the Medal of Freedom. What? They just walk around with the presidential Congressional Medal well, you, of Honor. You can get like the Purple Heart, the Congressional Medal of Honor, all these things right at like a national level for bravery or, mm-hmm. you know, Rush Limbaugh got the Medal of Freedom or the the Congressional Medal of Honor or something. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, but if you're, <laughs> let's say your local precinct, like let's yeah. say you save a bunny from a tree. What are they giving you? You know how the bunny get in the tree. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the highest honor that can be bestowed by a police department is the junior deputy sheriff. Is, is a gun. <laughs>
Thank you for completing six. Uh, thank you for saving a bunny and completing six months of police training. Here's a weapon that can take lives. <laughs> you deserve this. And, and a crown, Victoria. Go have go have oh, a ball. My goodness. <laughs> you ever see people who drive Crown Victorias around, and you're just like, "Why did you choose that car?" People are gonna go slow in front of you for the rest of your life. But also, they could speed up and go around people. No one would be like, "This guy's a maniac." They'll be like, "Oh, that's an undercover guy going to a sting operation." Um, he's going. He's going to a sting. The, the other, speaking of sting operations, the other day I was watching um, <laughs> the collection of every grunt ever on Home Improvement. It's a fourteen-minute-long video, <laughs> <laughs> and I was scrolling through the comments, and I went very far down, and because yeah. <laughs> I just was having a bad day. And there's this comment here. This is not a part of any sort of time machine, or I just thought it was funny. Is it when I said sting and cops? It made me think of this. It, it goes. This is from Jeff Hatfield four months ago, parentheses, edited. And it says, Tim saying, uh, when the cops bust him with all that cocaine, and oh, 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 when he gets out of the joint early for snitching. I feel like your delivery was better than that comment for snitching. <laughs> oh, it was very funny. There was another comment on that video that was like a, a parody of 2001 A Space Odyssey about how the show is basically about cavemen and they find an obelisk in their backyard and they touch it and they gain sentience and Tim finally uses the ball peen hammer to kill Al Borland. <laughs> and that's the because that's what happens in 2001 A Space Odyssey is the monkeys touch the obelisk and they start using the bones as weapons and that's like the beginning of mm-hmm. the sentience evolution you know and it yeah, just the okay. way it was typed was so funny um <laughs> it's not great it's not a great bit if you don't know 2001 a space odyssey but everyone should no, because I that don't. movie is art it's very slow it's super slow i fell asleep watching it there's an intermission um yeah what's uh what's been going on with you how's your week been is it chilly there it's been wet here wet and rainy um, it's not that chilly. Uh, it's always cold in my office because the ladies here keep it at like 68 degrees. Is that the spinoff series um, of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? It's always, always, it's always, always cold in my office. <laughs> it's always cold in Pittsburgh. Um, it's not always sunny in Philadelphia. It's a trash city. Yeah, anyway, I, I was in the hospital last week. That yeah. That's the only exciting thing yeah. that happened. Yeah, how about this? Patrick sends me a text message this week. How about this? Uh-huh. Let's let's imagine you're out there in the Slender Land. Let's imagine you have friends, okay? Some of these friends, maybe you've been the best man for in a wedding. And <laughs> they they just send you, you know, you text every once in a while, you know, coordinating things for the podcast, celebrating this, that, or the other things, sharing jokes and memes, regular communication between friends. And then all of a sudden, one day, your friend, who you were the best man for in his wedding, sends you a selfie of him in the hospital uh-huh. That and the caption is just send one up for your boy. Send one up for your boy. And there's no and then there's no context. There's no oh, I have coronavirus, pray for me. I broke my leg, pray for me. It's just generic, hey, I'm in a gown and I've got wires attached to me. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> they what they do you don't mess around. What do you think around. that does to a guy, huh? <laughs> I'm sitting here they trying to make around. a living trying to make a living for us, for our family. And you think you can just send me text messages of this ilk? Oh my gosh! Get out of here! I go to your room. First of all, they don't mess around in the ER. 
Yeah. They it's called the emergency room. It's, they, it's, it's the one first room of all, we're it's messing around. It's not allowed. It's several rooms. All right. It's several. And, they go, and, and <laughs> as you get there very quickly. But then once you're there, you go very slowly from room to room. So it's, it's <laughs> you do. It's crazy. And it's they attach you to like several different things at once. And I was I was I had a lot of wires. They stuck me with uh, four needles to try and find a vein, and I'm bruised. And I t- oh. I sent you that picture, and I said, "Tell Emma to never do this to a person." Yeah, she doesn't. Um, she doesn't poke big people. She only has babies, but she will never oh. do that. She's yeah. She's so I have a big old bruise. Um, she she is the she is the platonic form of nurse. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, so yeah, that, it was it was nothing. I was having chest pains, and I was like, they were getting worse. They were there the next day, and I was like, probably should go get that checked out because I'm married. I don't want to die. And uh, if I wasn't married, I probably would have just taken it and uh, <laughs> taken the L. <laughs> and uh, it was just, it was just, uh, I, I, my, my chest uh, ligaments were swollen because I was lift, I lifted wrong. Uh, I bench pressed too much, too fast, and I, I had an inflammation in my chest are you okay now nothing. yep i'm good this makes me think of two things i'm back i'm back at it one this week emma went to a training for her nurse thing and it was like an education mm-hmm. class about how to be a cooling nurse and she works in the mm-hmm. nicu with uh, little children that need intensive care little babies little babies and one of the ways that you can help a child that is suffering from some kind of brain damage is that you can cool them down to like 90 degrees um their body temperature oh, okay and it's like it is miraculous like how like a, a baby with that otherwise would have severe or lifelong brain damage can completely recover by just literally just cooling their body down she was telling me all about Whoa. it yeah she was telling me all about it um and <laughs> she said we're learning about cooling today i would love to be a cooling nurse and i texted back i said i already think you're a very cool nurse and <laughs> she did not reply for four hours no. I'm <laughs> uh, and then I asked, I talked to her on the phone. I was like, tell me about your day. And she was like, it was good. She started talking about all this stuff. And I was like, what did you think of my joke? <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. What did you think of my, my joke? joke? Did you like the joke? <laughs> I could do another one for you if that one was not satisfactory. Um, so that makes it to so part two. What that makes me think of is how when you're single, you're not afraid to die. There's a great all gas no, no breaks video of yeah. him going to the Sturgis motorcycle rally and there's a guy in there well the first the first guy in that video pretends to be a motorcycle and that's just like the thing at motorcycle rallies apparently is just to make the sound that your hog makes yeah <laughs> like doing that kind of thing but there's this uh-huh. one guy who said i'm not wearing a mask i'm not afraid to die and he kept like going on yeah. about how he was not afraid to die and he's like i'm sorry to say it but like the Jews and you're like, whoa, what? <laughs> he's whoa, saying, whoa! And like, and he's like, now they're they're talking about how this this country was built on the backs of slaves. Are you kidding me? And I was just like, this guy went from just saying like, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not going to wear a mask to talking about the Jews, slavery, and slavery. And it's like, what? How did that? I'm sure it was edited, but yeah, the the jumps for just one person talking about one thing. When you put a camera in somebody's face, it really gives them the freedom to go hog wild. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. I this reminds me. So I I think I might like all gas no brakes. I got into uh, hey, you know Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes. So I didn't. I've heard of Borat, but I didn't know what Borat was. Uh huh. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it, but I desire to see it. 
Okay, I, for those of you who don't know this iconic movie, this is I, this is I something knew. that people when I was in seventh grade would watch without telling their parents, and then quoted at school. Yeah, and then I had no idea what it was because I was not allowed to watch PG thirteen movies when I was in seventh grade. Oh, this is definitely a rated R movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is. Sure. Anyway, I'm just so saying this is a, in the time of us being in middle yeah. school. So if you're one of those youngins out there that doesn't remember nine eleven, you probably don't even know what a Borat is. A Borat is. So he it's like the joke is that he he's playing a character. He's playing a Kazakhstan journalist who comes to America and like it tries to figure out what America's like. And it's all like improv from what I understand in my five minutes of research. I've never seen this movie. Uh, f- it's all improvised interactions. And there were a <laughs> bunch of people that there were a bunch of people that sued because they watched the movie and um, they felt defamed. There was a group of frat guys who got drunk. And they talked about, they were talking to quote unquote Borat, who they thought was just this guy from a foreign country. And they started talking about, apparently Sasha Baron Cohen can get anybody to do anything. Like he just, in his interactions, he started talking about slavery and he got them to say, oh yeah, this country would be so much better if we still had slaves. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. Anyway, so basically the reason why I bring that up is he's doing it again. He has this new show on Showtime called uh, Who is America? And he dresses up as different characters and he like gets interviews with major politicians. He interviewed Bernie Sanders as a Trump supporter. You're and kidding. Bernie Sanders didn't know it was him. No, That's yeah, amazing. It was, and Bernie's like, first of all, Bernie's incredibly like nice and level-headed. Oh, he's, it's very he's cool as a cucumber. It was genius. And it's it's just, it's it, I, I, I can't imagine how someone attains the skill that it takes to... You know, be one on one. He got Dick Cheney to sign a waterboard. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, that's so funny. How do you get to the point in your life where oh, you're able to do that? There's probably a bunch of dudes that are subscribed to our slash social engineering right now for this very reason. Yeah, because they oh want to. How do I manipulate people to do what? Well, you probably just practice. And learn how humans work because, and also recognize that people do things if you just act with authority or have a camera. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you, if you're like, I'm a journalist, I've been, yeah. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Um, 
Speaking of shows, I did watch an episode of Kid Nation on YouTube this week. I regret it, okay. but I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since it happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's well, Kid Nation? Kid Nation was a reality television show in the mid 2000s where they sent 40 children to a, a movie set in New Mexico. Oh, no. It, how old were they? They were all between the ages of 8 and 15. And they uh, there were no adults, and there was no supervision, uh-huh. and they just let them live uh-huh. there for 40 days. <laughs> and they made a show out of it. It was like a social what experiment. What happened? How many of them died? None of them died. <laughs> One kid drank bleach off camera. <laughs> Gosh. He was fine. Um, if, you, if you were a hard enough worker, you could get a gold star that was worth $20,000 and that the kids voted on at the end of every week. Um <laughs> There's this phenomenal kid named Jared on the show who's just a whack job. He's so funny. They had to kill a chicken to eat protein. Okay. And he's holding, he's looking straight at the camera <laughs> and he's holding the chicken upside down. And he goes, we sped up the natural cycle of life and death and gave this guy a shortcut. <laughs> he's like 11. Oh, I remember watching that show with my family, but I rewatched some of these episodes on YouTube and I just didn't realize how nuts these kids were um, and how legitimate it was that they just put, they just forced these kids to <laughs> d- devolve into essentially, Lord of the Flies. it was like, well, they had different classes. There was literally like based on how they did in the challenge every week determined what class they were so if you won you were called the upper class and you did not have to do any labor and then yeah it was just it's it's wild that this is a thing that got greenlit by people so i encourage you if you have literally nothing better to do which none of you none of you do go and watch kid nation or at least check out an episode and just be reminded of that little gold mine that we all got to watch together as the stevie family when i was 11 (laughs) speaking of back in the day when we were 11 Let's uh let's ta- let's you know rip off our shirts and take a dip in the hot take time machine. Welcome to the Hot Take Time Machine, the part of the show where we take a look back at the prime of our social media posting. If you have a hot take five years or older, send it to info at thecrunchcast.com. Patrick, what's your hot take? So I actually have a... a do you not care that I just take. did the intro perfectly for that segment? Oh, Is wait, that, you know what? Do you not care hey, that hey, I just no. honored this the four-year anniversary of this show by doing something right for once? Do you not care? Yeah, we, this is the first time in four years. Every we've done this every year for four, every week for four <laughs> every years. Every week for uh, four years. <laughs> every week for four years. Um, yeah, uh, I. It's just when you do something so well, you don't notice. You know, unless you draw attention to it because you're insecure. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what for. <laughs> uh, so this this one this one was sent in by Hannah. Hey guys, first of all, I love the pod slash cast. Yes, I was feeling stressed the other day. I had to take a long bike ride through the countryside to relax. I was listening to the episode uh, a few weeks back and it had me cracking up on my bike. Thanks to the laughs. Also, I hope Ethan has gotten to the level of Duolingo that teaches him the difference between Libro and Libra so that he won't embarrass himself again by using the wrong word. I'm kidding. Animo aprender espanol. Okay. Let's not get Uh, aggressive. Okay. (laughs) 
So here's my hot take time machine. I didn't have any social media accounts until senior year of high school, so this is as good as it gets for me. I missed that adolescent window of social media cringiness. Sincerely, Hannah. She said, quote, it's in the it's in the post is in quotes. Okay. If it weren't for electricity, we would all be watching our televisions by candlelight. <laughs> and uh, someone commented, "Funny, funny girl." <laughs> <laughs> Which is peak Facebook. And how do you know that 20, they said 20, it in that accent? Funny, funny girl. Funny, funny, funny. girl. <laughs> sounds like a side character on an episode of a Disney Channel show. <laughs> funny, funny, funny girl. girl. Um, is that a Mitch Hedberg joke? Uh, is it? It sounds I didn't like Google it. It sounds like a Mitch Hedberg joke or something that you would find in a joke book. Yeah, which that's are true. Mitch Hedberg jokes. No, he's a genius. He's a okay. genius. He's a genius, but his genius is that he uh, does tweets in the style, or does tweets, does jokes in the <laughs> style of bad joke book jokes, but they're actually like they are, really good. They are tweets. Yeah, they're tweets. Yeah. Anyway. I didn't, I didn't do research. Uh, do you have a hot take? <laughs> I've done lots and lots of research in my life. I My hot take was simply... About a record with at Catholic Anon, we have no idea what we're doing with a picture of your old <laughs> Franciscan dorm room and you scurrying around trying to get your microphone to work with my microphone <laughs> that I rented from the K-State library. It has 12 likes. Aw. Yeah. That was more than we had listeners and now even the Pope listens to our podcast. And then the, and then the next day uh-huh. on September 12th, 2016 was this Catholic girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget every year. Isn't that crazy? Uh, no. It's, if you keep forgetting every year, you're probably going to keep forgetting every year. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah, that was that was insane. It wasn't. It was normal for the internet. Yeah. We've surprised. We just all got catfished. We've it's been... like, I mean, finding out that this Catholic girl wasn't who she said we, she was is like finding out that Ellen is like a bad person. I know. It's just unthinkable. It's... Finding out that this Catholic girl was actually a 30-year-old Mary woman is like finding out that Ellen DeGeneres is in the CIA. We all knew it all along. We just had no <laughs> we proof. We all knew it all along. <laughs> um, ah. my, yeah, so that was, that was my hot take. I just want to, can we just take a minute and kind of reflect seriously on the podcast? Can I take? Can we sure. take this space to do that? Absolutely. Uh, we've been goofing and gagging and talking about Kid Nation, but what I want to talk about is, I feel like this podcast, uh, I don't know, changed my life. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? So I honestly no, we should we should talk about this because yeah. I actually have a listener a listener submission from the wedding week that I missed that I oh, want to really? read in a second. In a second. Okay, but, gotcha. Like. P- one of the one of the most impactful moments of um, the podcast for me was when that girl came up to you and talked to you about how impactful the podcast was for her. Do you remember that? It was at our first seek in 2017. Uh, it was four months into the podcast. You're going to have to give me some more details because so many women have come up to me. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> do you remember what she said specifically? something i well this is this is embarrassing i don't i remember it was like a really you were like you were really impacted by it oh, back yeah. then but again it was like four years i think ago, i so think it was a girl i think i remember it was a girl that came up that was like hey your your podcast and your twitter are the reasons that i'm still catholic 
I think is what she said. That that sounds about right. And that for me, it was like, oh, like I didn't know, I didn't know any of the stupid stuff that we did actually mattered. Yeah. And it's still like the amount of preparation and the, the way that we treat topics on this show <laughs> kind of indicates <laughs> that, that we don't treat it as seriously as we ought. Yeah. But I also think that we've learned kind of where our place is on this, mm-hmm. in this medium and on this platform. And I like doing this show because I like talking to you and I like unpacking uh, intellectual things, spiritual things, evangelization things, uh, and and making jokes and having a fun time. We're not here necessarily to teach anybody anything. Yeah. And kind of knowing that that's where we're at and like we can be comfortable that that's where we're at. Uh, is is very different than where I mean what my mindset was before because before I just didn't even I didn't even think about what our place was I just thought like oh we're doing this podcast and like maybe I'll get famous one day and <laughs> then somebody came up to me and was like no this is really has affected me and my my spirituality and I was like oh, oh shoot that's cool <laughs> that's that's really cool you know and then I think that I put too much pressure on my shelf uh, my shelf and now <laughs> now I don't put any pressure on myself at all. I, th- I think like there is a reason why all these people keep listening. Yeah, you know, it's like we haven't we haven't lost listeners. No, like, there's never been a time where it's like, where it's like oh, we've super we've, dipped. Yeah, you know, like people, people, like people in my own life have stopped listening, but it's like that's just because it, it was it stopped being this goofy thing that Patrick did, and it you know it started being like, oh, Pat Patrick has a podcast, and we did go down you know, two thousand listeners from July to August. Start what? <laughs> well, not two thousand uh, weekly, but we peaked. Yeah, no, was... We peaked at eighteen thousand listeners or listens in July. Oh, 2020. listens in a month. In a month, yeah. That does. That's that doesn't count. No, that doesn't, that's not how that works. That doesn't count at all. <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because like I mean, people listen to the podcast in spurts. But anyway, right. Um. Uh, yeah, like it's people obviously still listen for a reason, and you know, we I I've been reading a lot of books about like organizational effectiveness and like all this stuff and they always talk about how you have to have like a, a vision and a purpose for yourself and for your, for your business. And it's like the crunch isn't really a business, but like it's a, it's, it is in one sense. It's like what, what makes a, what makes a podcast great? Like what makes a podcast go from just being good to being great? And they're talking about like, Oh, it has a vision. The vision for the podcast. We talked about this like a year and a half ago. Did we? But like we, what, what do we want out of this? Like we want people, we want to normalize, conversation spiritual conversations yes and i think that we are successful in that Mm -hmm. because i think people who listen to the podcast and have friends who listen to the podcast they talk about the podcast which is why now when people come up to us they always come up to us in twos and threes yes like we all love your podcast together yes yeah and that's what the podcast is all about right it's about community like it should not it should not begin and end here and i think when we started four years ago Neither of us knew what the heck we were doing. We have we had no idea what the heck we were talking about. We, I mean, if you just look at like the way that we did it, we just knew that we wanted to share something, but we just didn't know how. And, uh, it's I'm super critical on myself a lot about a lot of things. And I, when people say like today, you know, I loved this week's episode. I'm like, really? This week's episode sucked. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, there's maybe two or three episodes in our whole catalog where I'm like, that was a good episode, <laughs> which is probably yeah. not the mindset to have, but it's, it's what I have. And so I'm just shocked that people love the show. And 
that, that that's so exciting to me because I feel like we after four years, I feel like we could still get better. You know, there's still more that we can do. And I'm really not afraid of the podcast going away anytime soon. I'm not really afraid of anybody mm-hmm. stopping listening. I think that's like, those are the fears of people who like, I love doing this show enough that if we had 200 regular listeners and we really engage with those listeners, it'd be like, great, let's keep going because these people, yeah, I'd still do it. I'd still do it. Uh, Cause it's not about the number of people at all. And that's just why it's so frustrating when people ask me like, how many listeners do you have? It's like, I don't care how many listeners I have. Do the people, <laughs> do the people who like it, love it. Like I'll tell you, I'll tell you about our listeners. Yeah. Like I, I, we, and now the best part about Patreon is that we know some of them. Yes. You know, not a huge portion of them, but like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And the, that's a great thing about there's Focus like, Conference. There's 70 people in our Patreon group. Like that's pretty good. Which is awesome. <laughs> that's 70 people. That's that, a sizable percentage. That we can be friends with. Yeah. And it's like. I I know I can like I can tell you the type of people that listen to our podcast and like the kind like not type but you know like what what they get out of the show and how how it impacts them and and it it, it always warms my little heart when like Ben posts like a reference to the show like a show that happened a couple of weeks ago or like several years ago like the other day in the Patreon Facebook page they they were like maybe for the four year anniversary you should release the unreleased alcohol episode and I'm like, like that, you guys remember that that's so funny it's that's awesome that's so cool like <laughs> or like also when, we're when not gonna up, do that <laughs> we're never gonna do that stop asking <laughs> um, when because we can drink now and we don't care about it anymore <laughs> uh, once I don't have to deal girls, with a particular temptation that particular temptation might as well not exist. Yeah, it's basically it's basically useless. Uh, like when those two when those two girls came up to us and uh, they were talking about, um, she, one of them said like, "Yeah, I'm listening to our your entire show from beginning to end," and I'm like, "That's four years of content." I was like, "Where are you in my life right now?" And she was like, "You just crashed your car and broke up with your high school girlfriend." And I was like, "That's weird. <laughs> That's that crazy. you're just living." And it's funny because like at the at the end of the office, they they have that whole thing where like Jim is like, "Can you ever like you ever, is it weird that like your entire life?" It's weird looking, watching your entire life and looking back and going, why didn't you make those decisions sooner? And it's weird because now I am able to do that. I've gone, Phoebe and I wanted to figure out when we met. And so I went back in the podcast to figure out when I talked about when we met. And I did. I talked about meeting. I talked about the day I hung out with my wife for the first time, which is weird. It's crazy. That is so I'll put weird. The, I'll, put the, I'll put the episode it's in in the show notes. Show notes, a story in, that, show notes in the link in the description beneath this. Show notes in the link in the description in bio. Um, <laughs> we, but it, there's a, there was a story I told about going to Walmart, and like that story was the first time I ever hung out with my now wife, which is weird. That's crazy, and that's on the podcast forever. We can listen. Maybe, I, did we have a planning meeting before we did our first episode? No, absolutely not. Which would be totally off brand if we did. But we can yeah. go back and listen to the first time that you and I talked a conversation. to each other. Yeah. Ah, so spooky badooky, don't you think? Uh, when when people ask me what the what makes our podcast different, it's like, oh, you have a Catholic podcast. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, what, but what ours, makes your podcast ours doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell people, no, no, no. I tell people, like, first of all, ours wasn't started by a corporation. <laughs> first of all. Ours wasn't ours wasn't ours wasn't started for the explicit purpose of, of advertising our advertising our resources. Okay. Oh, that really tickled me. That's so funny. And 
Sorry, keep going. I, I taught like, but then sometimes people ask us what makes us different from other podcasts that are kind of in our genre separate. Who, from, and, who and else is like, in our genre? Name names. I mean, we're not naming names because that one podcast stopped naming names that we're friends with, and so we're going to stop naming names too. <laughs> Which one? Clerically speaking. Um, God, come on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to be a grown up. I know. I'm trying I'm, to be a big boy. I'm not. They're priests. They can handle it. Most. Yeah, mo- most most podcasts are because like th- most podcasts are started by two friends, you know. But like this podcast was started by two strangers who became friends, and I think that that's I think that's a really cool um, backstory. You know, it means a lot. It is. It's different because, yeah. And I would say because of the podcast, I had a space to figure out why I cared so much about the church. And what I was going to do about it, and that led to—I don't want to—I don't want to toot my own horn, but I want to list out a p- potential results of us starting this show. So, yeah. I—a uh, lot of my sinfulness, my spirituality—I worked out on this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like, especially when I was first starting out, a lot of these things I was just talking about and trying to figure out, like. How much should I pray the rosary? How much should I go and do read scripture? How much should I read spiritual books? Like, what do I, what should I think about these spiritual books? Like, I don't know what to think about any of this stuff because nobody had ever taught me. And so I just kind of had to learn it by talking it out. And so started praying kind of because of this podcast. Um, I got really involved at St. Isidore's and was able to execute some of the things we talked about, RE evangelization on this podcast because I got super involved my senior year at St. Isidore's. Um, or I guess I got super involved my junior year because we started the first half of my junior year because I got super involved my junior year. Uh, we were able to bring a lot of people to seek in 2017 mm-hmm. with, with my friend Tracy Tebow who fundraised for a bu- two, like three buses, which is nuts. And she's like, Ethan, you did all the work. I was like, I didn't do anything. You fundraised like $20,000. I didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> I just, I just made the signs and gave the talks like that doesn't do much. <laughs> um, so we brought, you know, the fourth most people to seek 2017. Focus was like, hey, we need to put missionaries at K-State. Um, the the bishop was like, hey, Focus should be at K-State because they just did, they put, you know, brought all these people without missionaries, you know, to this conference. We got You're t- part of the reason why Focus is at K-State. Yeah. Um, That's really cool. We also got two new priests because uh, we needed new priests to deal with the new missionaries to also... I think just a lot of things happened where they were like, okay, K-State's happening. Like, things are happening here. One of those priests is Father Gail Hammerschmidt, who's still there, who's the greatest priest that I know. And he directed me spiritually. He helped me decide to be a missionary. He's helped, I think, eight other people become missionaries out of K-State. There's hundreds and hundreds of people going to Mass every day at K-State. There's there's building a new church that cost millions and millions of dollars that's now been fundraised because Father Gale's a phenomenal fundraiser. Um, and things are just like on the up and up. They recently started a new podcast called the Kanza Catholic Podcast, which is really, really good. Their, their fourth episode, they had Jason Everett on, and I was just so annoyed. But <laughs> but it's but it's really, really good and they're they're actually like using K State as it's like not just a way to advertise their stuff, but they're trying to share the good things that are happening through a podcast. It's like that's actually they thought and prayed about it as a way to like here's what we're doing and it's coming out of Kansas 
And like that means something, you know, and like our view on Catholicism mm-hmm. coming from Kansas is different than the people who are in, you know, on the coasts. Um, and then I was a missionary and I was sent to Tulsa and like now there's, I have teammates and there's things happening at Tulsa. I also have a girlfriend because I'm a missionary. Like I don't think Emma and I would be dating if I wasn't here in Tulsa, you know, as a missionary, like lots of things happen. And your, your path in life changed because of the podcast. Exactly. Specifically. Yeah. And like, and now I might stay in Oklahoma and like, you know, like there's a lot of decisions that have to be made obviously in the future for me, but and I, again, I don't say all that to like toot my own horn, right? I was not the sole reason that anything these things happened, but there's like a pretty clear line between if I hadn't have started a podcast and like talked about my faith every single week with a person who also loved his faith, I'm sure K State still would have popped off. Don't get me wrong, but I was able to be a part of it, you know, and yeah. like that's that's really cool for me. Um. Yeah. yeah, I hope I hope that doesn't sound just, too prideful. No, it's a testimony to like. I remember I literally I was sitting in a Spanish class and I was like, oh the the uh, the comm department closes in ten minutes. I can run down there, but I'm kind of hungry. I can post. Uh, maybe I don't want to record this podcast. This is like a two days before. This is the day before we were supposed to record our first episode. You like, almost flaked on me on Twitter. I almost flaked, and I was like, Dog. you know what? I was like, it was one of those things where it was like, I was like, I know that I should do this. And it was the Holy Spirit. It was a little prompting. And I was like, I should listen to this prompting. And if, and that's just the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's just the power of listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Really great things can come out of it. And it's like a little choice. You make little votes for following that, that line. Um, I just want to, I'm very glad that I found this today. Um, this was a message that was sent to us from uh, Catherine. Okay. And I missed it because it was sent during uh, my wedding week. And so I wasn't paying attention to my email. Um, so here it goes. Um, hey, guys. I'm so grateful to you both for creating a family-friendly Catholic podcast that I listen to while I'm working on rebuilding my relationship with God. I just wanted you guys to know that you both made my little 14-year-old brother laugh and smile and learn during his last months of life after battling cancer. Thank you for all you do. I'm so grateful for you guys and how you strive for and achieve in bringing a lighthearted point of view to a Catholic media. Many blessings, Catherine. And I would encourage our listeners to send up, just stop and pray for um, our fellow cruncher's soul. Um <sighs> that message really hit me and yeah i it's just there it's easy to say like we do a lot cuz we we think we think we're doing something when we talk about god mm-hmm. and when we talk when we preach and when we like but we are doing something when we just make people smile and i don't just mean you and me i mean all of us like when when we when we bring laughter to the world and we when we have these conversations and just be authentically ourselves, you know, that does something and that brings goodness into the world and it helps, it can help people get through the worst, literally the worst times of their life. I, I'm, I'm sorry I missed this email, Catherine, but I'm happy that I found it today because today is a good day to reflect on what this podcast means 
to people. Yeah. And I wasn't sure when we were going to find the right tone for me to read that, but I'm glad that we got there. There you go. <laughs> hey, you know what? The Holy Spirit do be doing. He do be doing things. That's wild. Yeah. I'm I'm glad we do this show. I think we should keep going. You know what? I think that's true. <laughs> How many um I was talking to Feels uh, like the, it feels like the end of a full house episode right now. Yeah, it's this is not a ton. I know. Though. That's not where I want to end. I know. Can we um, can we change? Can we go back to like the beginning of a full house episode? Do an impression yeah, of Rocky like, and Bullwinkle really quick. <laughs> I don't know who Rocky and Bullwinkle are. <laughs> I um I was talking to a friend. I don't want to name drop, so I'm not going to. But I was talking to a friend about. Uh, I was trying. I was, I was getting to the point where I was going to ask him to be on the show because I wanted to like. What? I wanted to like, get the. I wanted to get the. Um, I was like, I, I kind of want to bring. Like, we want to start having guests on again. And I was Patrick, like, Patrick, you don't have to. Go. You don't have to ask me to be a guest on the show. I'll do it any. Yeah, I know. I was. Uh, I want to name drop, but I was talking to Ethan <laughs> Stevie the other day. Um. <laughs> And uh, I, I was like, I was like, we if we have another guest, we should come back like strong. We should do like the classic crunch thing where it's like, mm-hmm. how how on earth did you get those people on your podcast? Yes. You know? like, is that the classic <laughs> crunch thing? Is that what we That's do? That's the classic crunch thing. Uh, come on, we we got first of all, like that was our that was our thing when we first started. It was like, how are these two college kids talking to all of these Steubenville speakers? That's what it was. Yeah. Am I just am I misreading our past? I think you might. That was part of the charm. I think you might be a little bit, but that was part of the fun for me. Okay. Yes, we all know that. Yeah. We all know that you loved it. I did. It was fun. Yes. Listen, first of all, cause I like I like meeting people. Yes, okay. you do. And it's also, it's a great gifting that you have. And also because I'm a prideful little son of a gun. Okay. <laughs> but there's, there's people can have multiple motivations for things. It's true. Um. But anyway, I was talking about it. I was and I was like, we haven't had a guest on. I feel like a year. And he was like, you know, honestly, don't keep it. You have a good thing. Like, I I don't like it when this other pod, he listens, listens to another podcast. He's like, I don't like it when they have guests on. I like hearing them talk, you know? And I was like, that's cool. Um, I get it. Sometimes an interview can like throw off it really, the group. I know there's really podcasts does. that I listen to. I, there's podcasts that I listen to where I'm like, I don't. I don't know who this person is. I don't, I don't want to listen to this episode. I don't like that you know? you're not dropping names right now because I feel like I feel restrained. I feel like because you're not saying anything, I can't say anything. But I like. I feel I like whenever wanna, like... whenever Joe Rogan has a guest on, it really throws me off. Oh, he only has guests. It was a joke. Okay, I was whenever I I like watch Gus and Eddie, and like oh. whenever Gus and Eddie have a guest on that I don't know, gotcha, I'm gotcha, like, gotcha. Ah. yeah, 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 I get you. But I'm not really big in the YouTube scene, no. but their listeners really are. Yeah, so. well, that's that's the thing about YouTube podcasts is a whole other thing than yeah. than what we do. It's true. Which is crazy. You have to gotta be you gotta be attractive to get into that game. That's really why Gus moved in with Eddie, so they could do YouTube things. <laughs> so that do a podcast. So that Gus could use Eddie's big toned arms. That's exactly what it was. I'm deleting this segment from the podcast. Um, Please don't do that. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Oh, guests. Yeah, we don't need them. Never cared for them. Uh, we don't need. Uh, <laughs> we don't need listen. We don't need interviews. Uh, we don't. We don't do them anymore. So sorry. Sorry. We, uh, our last interview, whoever you were. Uh, we'll still have. It was, well, I guess it was. I guess it was Emma then. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Well, that was different because I, we were filling in. 
it's a guess yeah, an interview different. is different than a fill-in that's for sure yeah um mm-hmm. how about someone did say that they, that emma and phoebe should come on the podcast more often. yeah a lot of a lot of people have actually been saying we loved emma on the show get emma back on the show ethan why aren't you emma and it's like oh well goodness i know how you people well, feel i'm to... doing my best uh do you want to do crunch on that you seem as if you have topics oh Would... crunch on that was that not our crunch on that we're like 50 minutes into this episode i thought you had a uh uh, uh what do you call a uh, you uh, uh, email. Oh, are these yeah, yeah. Are these yeah. Dr. I have, Ethan I have an electronic mail. Are these Doctor Ethan? I have elect. I have electronic mails for uh, both both a topic. It might be a quick topic, um, and then I have a couple of Doctor Ethan. Well, we can corners. just we can just do the dating corners and save the topic for next week since we we blew we we blew smoke up you know our our own show. I think for so long. I think you want to. Do you want to make this a supersized episode? Um, no, no. By supersized, I mean like an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I feel fine. Cool. All right, I feel all right. I might. Yeah, you got to go to Betty by I, after this. I might need a bathroom break, but we'll be okay. Okay. Uh, let's. Okay. This is this is something because I, I think we need to bring this up. It might not take us long to address it. I was talking to Phoebe about this. Mm, who? I was trying to figure out. How, anyway, my wife. Uh, okay, so <laughs> hi Patrick and Ethan. Hi. I learned about your podcast from. <laughs> I learned about your podcast from New Catholic Generation some years ago. <laughs> Must have been some years ago. I listened for over two years. I love you guys. I love you, Tristan. Okay, I listened for over two years and even went back to listen to your first episodes. You guys are awesome. Truly inspiring. Man, this is a great episode this for is, my ego. This guy really uh, is doing great work for the show. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. Uh, I'm not sure how to introduce what I want to say, so I'll just jump right into it. I do not say this about myself when I tell people where I got go to church because Catholic means universal, but I go to Latin mass, <gasps> and uh, I can, that can considered to be a disagreeable word, or I can be considered to be that disagreeable word a trad. It's been in my family's parish for 16 years, and I think of this parish as my home. You two very often make fun of trads. Oh, no. <laughs> or express your disapproval for the way they evangelize or their lack of evangelization, etc. If I had to guess, you've met trads who have told you the English mass is invalid and have told you that the liturgy is where salvation is found or some other thing that it brushed you the wrong way. And if I had to make another guess, I'd say you met those people on the internet. Trads on the internet versus trads who can't be, trads who aren't can be a world of difference apart. Yes, a lot of trads in person can be even overbearing, but the internet is 100,000% worse. I get it. Uh, if you're still reading this, Thank you. It's <laughs> too late. Explain a little. It's too late. I actually am from the same city as Ethan, and I believe he's been to my church. So this perspective is from where I grew up. I know a lot of trad Latin ma- mass parishes are similar. Most of the families have 11 plus kids. I'm one of 11. They homeschool, pray the rosary, don't eat meat on Fridays, and wear scapulars. Our faith is the most important thing to us, and most people at the parish would tell you that the mass is the more, no matter what the language, is more is more important than anything else. We act a little different than the rest of the world, but as Catholics, we know that if we look and act like the rest of the world, there's a problem. Some trads act like they're perfect, but there are trads who go deeper and see knowledge or see deeper, go to the deeper layers and see, I don't know what this means, um, that there are trads you find who really get to the deeper layers and they are the most prideful people ever. Okay. Good. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Good reading on podcast show. I'm sorry. It's my fault. That's all right. Anyway, I don't know what I'm trying to say, except you have a trad listener who loves you guys and not all trads are bads. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you've personally met people or been friends with people that have gone to that crazy level. Um, 
I hope this crunch mail doesn't trigger you and you can still be friends. <laughs> well, it did. No, I'm just kidding. And then they said, uh, P.S., uh, Phoebe and Emma are so sweet. You should have them on the cast more often. Yes. We can have them on the pod. So I went to Franciscan University, so I did meet those people in real life. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so are we too hard on the trat? Here's This is the overarching Here's the question. Thing. I have lots of thoughts about this. Um, yes. I, oh, I don't want to be rude to this question asker. Um, because I see where she's coming from. I d- also, I think I know her. I absolutely see where she's coming from. Also, you got to respect Casey homies. Um, but I'm just, I, I, it's, it's easy to kind of resort to joking about the trad stuff. We don't, I really don't think we do it as often anymore at all, really. Yeah. Um, oh, also this person supported us on Patreon. She's now oh, huge. Thank you. Yeah, um, she like did. She sent the email, and then I got the notification that she supported us on Patreon, and I was like, "That's I think, a good. That's a that's a that's a classy move." I think that maybe we might have mentioned something about like people who don't accept Vatican II like recently, but that's just because I read JP 2s biography about Vatican II, or not like yeah. the portion of it about Vatican II. So it was just kind of on my brain recently. Recently, we joked about should we do an episode on dunking on the trads, and we said that on the podcast. Yeah, which was a joke. Like we didn't, and, yeah, and then yeah, we yeah. didn't do it, and so. Um, maybe if you listen to our show two years ago, it was a different story. And I think that's fair to say, but I also think that we've matured mostly because I grow bored of the, of the quote unquote division. I think it's stupid. I think it's a waste of everyone's time. I think is, are you pursuing Christ? Yes. Are you doing anything that the church says is not allowed? No. Okay. Carry on. Great. Awesome. Like, I don't really care. Here's the thing. I I go to church at the Newman Center where I am put. I'm a missionary, right? Um, there are super traditional churches in Tulsa that I could go to. I could go to the cathedral, which is beautiful, right? And, and much yeah. more of a quote-unquote traditional-looking church and that has more traditional, like it has a high mass on Sundays that I could go to. Um, but I don't because I am a missionary at the Catholic Center. And so I'm going to go to mass at the Catholic Center because it's not... It's not my preference that matters. You know, I go when I go to mass at the Catholic Center, I uh, receive on the tongue kneeling because I think that that's the way to do it. Am I going to force anybody with me to do it that way? No, because I don't care because they're not breaking any laws. Like they're not doing anything that's that's against what the church teaches. Do I think that receiving in the hand is wrong? Yes. Do I think that it is allowed because it came out of an abuse? Yes. Will I say that to anybody who asks? Yes. You know, like I there, but I think that there's better conversations to have um, because I've tried to have those conversations as a missionary. Oh, I also, as a clarification, I do not think that. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. Why? Uh, St. Cyril of Jerusalem. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in his in his mystagogy and in his instruction on um, for newly baptized Catholics, he instructs them to make of your hands a throne to hold the bread of heaven which is fair yeah so there there is there is precedence and tradition for receiving on the hand uh also the the apostles obviously did yeah right because he um, gave it to him and yeah. that's what it said in the movie so i think mm-hmm. a, a uh i think it's unfair of us to say or unfair of people to be like oh these guys hate the trads it's just like we've got more interesting things to talk about like i don't really care that patrick wants to put the eucharist in his hands i love him you know what are your thoughts yeah 
Those are my thoughts. Really? I oh, oh sorry about Eucharist. No, no, no. no sorry, I'm just about saying about the question right. in general because I gave my oh, okay. My piece. So yeah, my so why are we too hard on the trads? Well, I just don't think we there's are. There's a saying. There's a Bible verse. No, yeah, <laughs> right. I don't. I don't think we are anymore. But she may be referencing previous episodes. So yeah. Oh, this is definitely not how I thought back then, but it's how I justify my own immaturity retroactively. Um, uh, children are are disciplined. And uh, bastards are pampered. That's in Hebrews. Um, it's a it's a reference to why did God treat the Israelites so poorly? Why did why did he chastise the Israelites when pagans were desecrating him and blaspheming? It's because children are disciplined, and uh, I think the trads are very close to God. Unironically, I think they are, and I think that. Um, it's easier to correct someone who desires reverence than it is for someone who doesn't. Like we could, we could dunk all day on clown mass. We could, but is that going to do anything? No. You know, is clown mass really going to care what we think? No, they're going to be like, well, that's your truth. You know, and, it'll and just- then they're going to squirt water at us. Exactly, and it's going to be like, am I baptized now? Who knows? And uh, but. But the trads care about tradition. And so if you point out Cyril of Jerusalem to the trads, they're going to be like, that makes sense. That has weight. If you point out Cyril of Jerusalem to Clown Mass, they're going to be like, well, that's that's old. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's that doesn't matter. Man, yeah. you know, that doesn't matter, right? And so it's it's people who desire to not be of this world. We can, we can say, hey, you actually are being of this world in this sense by, you know, loading on heavy burdens on people and like being like you know, you are being not like christ and you're you're anyway so you're right and and the word trad is like any word it's loaded it's a, because it's it can a shortcut mean, to talk about things yeah yes. and it's like yeah. when you talk about conservatives and republicans and and liberals it's like a shortcut and you can use it as a swear word essentially you can like be like the liberals you know or you can just talk about liberalism and so traditionalism right is just the you can say in in its purest sense is the opposite of modernism, which is fair. Yeah. But then what is, mo- you know, and well, and if modernism, like, if modernism is the denial of mediation and traditionalism is accepting the things that are handed on to you. Mediation. Yeah. Mediation. Then that seems make it makes sense to me. I feel like we could, we could use that as a definition and then, and then go on and say like, okay, so the church, if we accept mediation, then we accept the mediation of the church and the church has handed on both, the uh the extraordinary form and the ordinary form and since i am not the one who gets to go get mass for myself Mm -hmm. since the church is the one that gives me mass i accept the way the church has decided to mediate the eucharist to me right and that is being a trad and so i i fully believe that that uh aaron the person who sent in this email is a trad through and through in the way that i have just defined the term yes and all her friends and family and i think that's good they have my um, this is our opinion. This is our opinion. I think we love. I think we love the trads. Both of us are a lot more trad than you probably think, because a lot of times trads just associate their own beliefs. I'm not saying about our question asker, but a lot of times trads who criticize us associate their own beliefs with reverence. Like I believe this because I think it's more reverent. It's like dog. If you ever see Patrick Nevy praying, that meant, that's a reverent man, you know. And oh, thank you. You're welcome. And I just. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think uh, but most of all it's just silly and I think that people should be drawn into truth and that we yeah. can we can do that with charity and humility 
rather than um, impatience and uh, a disrespect for where other people are coming from. Because uh, it would remember that one review, yeah, that told us that we were both too trad and too liberal at the same time. Yes. Best These guys are liberals and they don't like focus. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, I was like, hold on, hold wait, on. what's going on? <laughs> I thought, I thought that focus. Never mind. A lot of people don't. A lot Anyways. of trads don't like focus. Let's be, let's be clear. So we could, we could very well do an episode on focus. Write in your questions. Why do you hate focus? Send it to Ethan at thecrunchcast dot Please don't. Please don't send us those emails. Patrick, <laughs> send Ethan. Patrick wants to be able to talk in next week's episode, so please don't send any emails about why you hate focus, because otherwise I'll just, <laughs> I'll just go off. All right. So speaking of name dropping, this Doctor Ethan's dating corner has a lot of stuff in it. Yes. I. All right. Should I take notes? No. Okay. Buenos dias, hombres de. No, 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 no. We can't do this. I'm not ready. Hold on. <laughs> It's not all in it's, Spanish. It's all okay. I don't know. I gotta hold on. I gotta open up the the app. Okay, I've got the bird in front of me. And <laughs> Duolingo's not a I'm gonna, I'm gonna go app. back to uh, the intro phrases. Start <laughs> loading. I am Duo lessons offer a 26 year old. <laughs> I'm a 26 year old recent convert, and my with my wife in the archdiocese of OKC. Been listening to the pod since we started discerning the Catholic faith, and I can honestly. Uh, I honestly say you guys rank just under Matt Farad, Jackie and Bobby Angel, Father Mike Schmitz, our parish priest, the old man at Mass who never remembers our names fully but always makes time to talk to us, and our RCIA director. You know what I have to say about that? Of course, Dr. Edward. Adios. We're just... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, Dr. Edward Shree and his eerily perfect teeth, and just above catching foxes. Okay. Anyway, I do not have a hot We're under like 50 people, just to be clear. Yeah, uh-huh. right, and then just above them. Okay. Anyway, I do not have a hot take as I have recently discovered how to permanently delete my Facebook profile, but I do have a Dr. Ethan's dating corner, obviously not for love as I'm happily married and expecting a child on or near September date, uh, but in the friendship relationship realm. I'm fairly new to Oklahoma, and my wife unfortunately had to cut some ties with old friends, so we're lacking the fraternal and sororal relationships in our community, and in the times of Dorona, what advice would y'all have to start a budding friendship? Also, a Profi Pat corner question. Professor's Pat book corner question. Have you read War and Peace? And what do you have to say? What what should the Catholic approach be to Tolstoy's use of masonry as a self-help for Pierre? And if you haven't read it, shame. So I'm shamed. I haven't read it. P.S. Please use pseudonyms. No. <laughs> no. I hate editing Please use this the podcast. pseudonyms. Sorry. <laughs> Please use the pseudonyms of Bertrude and Gertrude. Cheers. Bertrude and Gertrude... Uh, how about you call me and my girlfriend and hang out with us? Like we, yeah, they're twenty six. We, they're twenty six. Yeah, they're twenty six. You guys can. Yeah, we live. I go to Oklahoma City all the time to visit Emma. Like we could totally hang out. She might even babysit for your kids, or kid, plural, singular. Um, nah, maybe it's twins. It's twins. So she would she would babysit for you guys. I'm, I'm, Emma, if you're listening to this, your if you're listening to this, babysit that. Baby. You have to do this because we're dating, and I said it on a show. Uh, I might. I was gonna. I was about to say. I was about to say. Oh, would she feel comfortable babysitting a newborn? And then I remembered you already told me what her job yeah. was. She would absolutely. She she loves it. She loves it. Um. So first of all, hang out with me. I'll be your friend. Um. Second of all. <laughs> How to build fraternal and sororal connection with people who are young. Also, 
Yes, Patrick. Oh, can I say a quick story? If you're if you're if you're afraid to hang out with Ethan because you listen to him talk all the time, don't be. Uh, Teresa, who is now one of my, it's much worse in real life. Uh, Teresa, who was now one of my best friends and my wife's best friend, like for realsies. Um, I didn't realize this, but she listened to the podcast before we met. Oh. And I I was just like, hold on, you never told me that. She told us that like a year into our friendship, Mm -hmm. and I was like, she was just putting around on the subways of new york city listening to old me and so when she met she we met she knew exactly who i was and i was rude to her on accident <laughs> that's the price of being famous you have one you know one bad interaction you're labeled for life uh emma listened to the podcast before we even met so i mean wow. we, uh, this is this is unco- not uncommon um if you want to be have friends um I, I just well you could Bertrude is that the guy's name and then Gertrude's the lady's name okay yeah I guess Bert, Bertrude. Bertrude join the Knights of Columbus Gertrude um join the Knights of Columbus <laughs> no no joke though I I'm pretty sure there's a pretty strong young adult community in Oklahoma City um so j- you just need to find the Facebook pages where the things are happening you know um especially since you're so young and hip and with the new technology, get the word on, get the dish of where the young adults go to mass and go to mass where they are. If your work schedules are tough and you can't really go to the things that other young adults are going to because you have children, I understand. Um, But you have to be willing to talk to people and you have to be willing to maybe get out of your comfort zone. Like the only way to meet people is by meeting people, which is really unfortunate for people because they because <laughs> they want it's not like college where you can just show up to a thing and someone's going to be like, "Hey, sit with me." You know, like that's not how yeah. that's not how life works after you graduate. So you have to adapt and you have to take initiative, which means you might have to go somewhere and just look scan the room and see if there's any other young couples. And just be like, hey, what's up? Um, if you can't find it in a Catholic church, you might have to find it it's through some other hobby, through work. Find the people that you're in your workplaces that are that are also Catholic or Christian, and just. Get, but you will never know unless you ask people and try to get to know them. You know, like is this really a difficult situation to put me in as a question responder? Because you're like, how do I meet people? And it's like, uh, what do you do? There's probably people that are there. During the coronavirus, more difficult. Totally understand that, but there are still things that we go to. Meet your meet the people who are by you at restaurants. Meet the people who are around you at the grocery store. Uh, there's no limit to where and how a friendship can start. But if you're really struggling, try a Facebook page for the Catholic Young Adults of Oklahoma City. I guarantee you that exists, and you could probably find it and start there. That's beautiful. Or just keep making kids and have your own community. Yeah, that is honestly that's the best thing you could possibly do. The domestic church. <laughs> um so that's good. Be friends with Ethan. Um I let's see where are we at. I have another one. And here's the thing. Yeah. I'm I'm at a dilemma. Oh no. Uh but in the comments, vote whether or not you want me to read this. Yeah. Vote kidding. yes. Um it's very long, oh, <laughs> but it's one of those things where I can tell that it's going to be good. Okay. okay. I'm ready. And then we're going to get someone, we're going to get someone texting us saying that he's a Leopluridon. Um, 
Anyway, okay. Dear Dr. Ethan, not really a question. Gosh darn okay. it, you people. <laughs> I don't think you just a terrible I don't think you understand what the purpose of this segment is. Uh, we've got people I love it. I love helping out Bertrude and Gertrude, right? But you're married. You're not the intended <laughs> audience for this segment. You people who are like, hey, hey, Dr. Ethan, dating corner, Ethan, Dr. Ethan's dating corner about dating questions who need help with dating and dating relationships. I don't really have a question, but let me just type out this paragraph. And Patrick's going to read it to you while you kind of have to go to the bathroom and you have to force yourself to sit here and listen to your <laughs> nonsense just so that I can get what? Dollars a month from Patreon. This is ridiculous and I will not stand for it. I got to go to the bathroom before I listen to this because now, now I'm upset. That's just weird. You just said how much money you make off Patreon. I'll delete it. Like it. I'll delete it later. I'll cut it out of the episode. I already have to do a lot of editing in this thing anyway. Do you have to go poop? I, no, it's just a, that's a number one. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Bye. I'll be Gosh. right back. I just learned a new a new song. Uh, let's see who goes. Tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl from Impanama goes walking, and when she passes, each one she passes goes. When she walks, she's like a samba that swings so cool and sways so gentle that when she passes, each one she passes goes. When I what? I don't know how the song goes. I'm just trying. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it and sing along. Wow, Frank Sinatra has such blue eyes. Holy crap! Huh? I'm listening to the girl from Impanama. That's what I was actually singing to myself when I was peeing, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm calmer now. You can read the question. Or the, the, sorry, the non-question. Dear Dr. Ethan, not really a question, just a terrible story of a failed relationship. That might be entertaining. Let's see. Honestly, I'm still unsure where I stand with this guy or what I should be doing about it. There's the question. I don't care if you use my name. So I met this boy, let's call him Tanner, online in middle school and became long distance friends with him. We got really close. Like, I love you, goodnight texts every... That's not long distance friendship. Both of us have mental illnesses and kind of used each other as toxic crutches, but it was a mostly healthy friendship. No, and then wasn't. fast forward—that <laughs> wasn't true. No, it wasn't. Let, then fast forward to our senior year, 2018. Okay, so their senior year was 2018, which means that they are four years 20. younger than us. They're 20. Yeah, because their senior year was yeah. They're, they're born in 2000, which is the easiest time, to, easiest way to figure out your age. Sure. I realized, oh, I want to be more than best friends with Tanner. Hey, spoiler alert, so did he. Uh But I was scared to mess up such a close friendship, so I ignored it for a while. Then finally, in like November, I texted him I needed to talk to him about something serious. So he called me after school, and he was like, I think I know what you're going to say. But I was too nervous to say it. He didn't want to say it in case I was wrong about it, and it was super awkward like five minutes until he went, I think I don't just love you. I think I'm like in love with you. And I was smiling like an idiot because I felt the same. But then he told me he didn't think he could work because, like, you guys are so far from each other. And he's kind of got a girlfriend already. What? Which I didn't even know. What? Wait, 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 wait. Wait. This is Eleazar. No. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What? That's, That's actually the same situation. Anyway. It is. Which I didn't even know despite being his best friend. And even if... He was living nearby. 
he doesn't think that he could be a good boyfriend because he's because I'm not religious like you. And when he's in a relationship, he needs the physical aspect. Oh yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, he does. Okay, okay. Yeah. this guy, he, he's like, he's like, sorry, I'm the only boy who gets. <laughs> um, <laughs> give it a break. So okay. he said he had to think about it, and then I went Tanner, to Tanner. Hardly to know her. Sorry. <laughs> After practice, after something practice, I was waiting by the door for, hold on. She said, I was waiting by the door for your mom. What's going on? Anyway, I was waiting at the door for my mom because I didn't have a driver's license yet um, because of my mental illness. And he called me again and was crying, telling me like, I don't know why I told you that. I'm not in love with you. I'm so sorry. But then my mom drove up. So I just hung up on him, and the next day we were texting, and I asked him if he ever felt that way about me, and he said that a couple of years ago he had a crush on me, but he thought it was impossible, and he made himself give it up. So for the rest of senior year, we were slowly rebuilding our friendship, and it was still awkward, so I kept telling him I was over it, and I I just wanted to be friends, but both of us were still uneasy about it, and then after I graduated, I had a huge internal conflict over having him in my life at all, Mm -hmm. and I eventually decided, you know what? No, I don't want to be his best friend. Girl makes brave choice to get rid of boy (laughs) worst superhero ever (laughs) so then that summer 2019 the summer after we graduated the summer that we'd always planned for and talked about the one where we'd actually be able to come together and see each other and actually hang out like normal friends i cut him out of my life almost entirely and then i started college we were still the same distance apart very far my mental illness flared up a bit and i was stressed and lonely and i texted him again tried to make up We slowly started texting more and growing closer, and it was still awkward. But then the spring of that year, I told Tanner I'm discerning a religious life, and he was like, what's that? As if the situation isn't weird enough. He's like semi-atheist and very immoral. Yeah, I know. And he really wasn't lying when he said you were too religious for him. So I had to... I don't know why she's talking in second person. It's weird. Uh, So I had to explain what religious life is. He did not take it well. We went about four months backward in our friendship, and then COVID-19, enough said... Sometimes I still have the little twinges of feelings for him, but I really don't know why. If you if you want to turn this into an actual advice bit, I guess my question would be, great. Thank you. How do I get over someone who has no interest in A, a relationship with me, or two, growing spiritually with me, and why do I have feelings for someone who's so unhealthy for me emotionally and spiritually? Um, some person. I don't know. Um, Raquel. That's her name. Okay. Raquel. Golly. Okay, so the question is, <laughs> how do I how do I stop feeling desire for a person who is undesirable in almost every way? <laughs> is that the? Let me make sure that that's the question. That's the question. Yeah. I I walked past this turd on the ground and I just thought, mm, can't get enough, mm, baby. So let me, Ooh, baby. Let me scoop that into a Ziploc baggie and take that home with me for lunch. Because make sure it's double zippered so it's sealed for freshness. Gotta seal it for freshness because wow, this turd really just this. Oh, it's also it look it has a name tag named Tanner on it. That's fun. Oh gosh, Um, the only Tanner I know uh, stabbed a guy with a screwdriver in high school. Oh, could be could I mean same guy. Could be the same Tanner. Hard to say. Maybe let me let me just say this. I understand that it's it's tough when you've been emotionally dependent on a person for a long time to uh, become independent from that person, right? That's a very natural, difficult thing, and I don't want to belittle that at all. Yeah, codependency is a hell of a drug. It is, absolutely. But why the heck 
Would you want to? Would you like somebody who told you that he was in love with you while he had a girlfriend? What about that yeah. is attractive? What about that is fun? That sucks. That's and the... said that he and said that he needs the physical aspect of a relationship. You know what else is physical, Tanner? Holding hands. That's physical. You know, okay. Yeah. You know what else is physical? Raquel's heart that you just broke, Tanner. Yeah. Gosh. Poor Raquel. Um, she didn't deserve it. Uh, there's there's two things. One, you need to 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 face the facts and recognize that this guy is a dirtbag and y- he's not anybody that's worth you pursuing right he can be redeemed he's created in the image and likeness of god certainly but he's done lots of things that are bad to you and at you and so i don't i don't think that he's necessarily should be the target of your affection because our intellect needs to drive our will not our passion so yes he might be funny and cute i don't care uh, because what we know to be true in our minds is that this guy is not right for you especially if you're discerning religious life but that's a whole other thing um, the second thing is you need better friends surrounding you, right? Yeah. If your best yeah. friend is someone who's not anywhere close to you that you have to rely on when your mental illness flares up, um, and you don't have anybody else around you that's close to you, that's that's not good. You need a better community. And your best friend is a semi-atheist boy who only yeah. wants to have sex with you. This is not good. Who lives in a different state? Hey, uh, do you? Hey, uh, Raquel, do you live in Akron? Because we got the hookup. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think we're huge in Akron. <laughs> I think. The uh, what the question I'm asked is the same question that any religious order would ask when you were is when you're entering it is like what how do you deal with a community you know if you can't really yeah. be a part of a Christian community discerning religious life might not be the thing because you have to be a part of a community and if you were if you were able to get a good Catholic community around you especially that will help your discernment that will help your mental illness that will help your views of men that will help um, just your happiness overall. And I don't want this to sound like, oh, I can't believe you haven't done this already, but some people just don't know. And so I'm trying to help of, I think you just need better friends around you. And I think if you are in college, there's probably a Newman Center on your campus and there's probably even a focus team that would want to hang out with you and spend time with you. Um, If you don't know how to get in contact with them, send me an email and I'll figure it out and we'll, we'll, we'll work together. Um, But yeah, you got, you got to let this guy go because He's not worth your time. He's not helping you at all and not making you any holier. And, um, you know, the wheat needs to be separated from the chaff and the chaff needs to be burned. That's in scripture. So you can't disagree with me from the Chad. (laughs) Patrick, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I kind of said my thoughts as I read it. Um, that's a perk of being the reader. Yeah, all women are queens. Uh, that's the uh, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them with prejudice. And uh, <laughs> don't drop, don't don't drop, don't drop your crown, queen. What? <laughs> I don't make the rules. I just enforce them with prejudice. That's really funny. That's like a very funny line. Did you come up with that? <laughs> yeah, I did. That's awesome. Write that down. That's good. <laughs> I say it often to my wife. Um, oh no! Uh, and she doesn't get it. <laughs> she goes, I, I go like, you have to give me a hug. I don't make the rules. <laughs> I made dinner to give me a hug. Yeah, I'm a where's my hug husband. Oh, That's gosh. who I am. <laughs> but you do it ironically, so it's okay. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, obviously for sure. I, made, I totally am joking when I do it. I totally am joking. I'm not starved. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I made I made a really great uh, uh, sauce yesterday. Mm. Hold on. Did you guys know that 
you can like to, I, I didn't I don't know how to make sauces okay but I found a recipe online yeah for caramelized chicken caramelized onions it was chicken tenders in a caramelized onion thing and in a sesame was, seed bun but I made it in a sesame seed bun <laughs> and it was delicious and I had like I, I put like butter and I fried the chicken in butter and then I put chicken stock in it with caramelized onions and it like made a, a creamy sauce yeah. it was awesome look at you I know I'm like I'm a little I'm a little chef. Chef Gusteau was right. Anyone can cook. <laughs> Anyone can cook. Two days ago, when <laughs> anyone I, can cook. Two days ago, I took some uh, steak. <laughs> that I, what, yeah. Why are you laughing when I said steak? I'm sorry. I'm remembering a TikTok. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said it to you. I think it's the one where <laughs> it's the one where someone's doing that Instagram thing where it's like your soulmate will your soulmate's name will start with the letter and it comes up with r and he looks over and remy from ratatouille <laughs> turns around and it's the it's the part where he like throws up with the soup <laughs> <laughs> so oh, man. T- i'm gonna post it on the crunch instagram follow us at the crunch cast and i'll post this on on our instagram i will not look at it two days ago i put some steak i cooked some steak uh i got the the stir fry like chopped up steak bits um and I threw it in the in the pan, and I cooked it up, and I put some garlic salt and some seasoned salt and some pepper and a little bit more garlic salt in there and cooked it up. And, and then I put some pinto beans in the microwave, and then I dumped both all the, the steak and the beans into one bowl, and I ate that for dinner for two nights. Nice. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's the level I'm operating at. I've never made a caramelized <laughs> sours. I eat sours, but uh, it's pretty good. I'm doing my best. What I've learned recently is I think that I I've been so tired this week because of an iron deficiency, because I haven't been mm. eating enough leafy greens. Oh, is there iron in leafy greens? Well, there's some kind of nutrient. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Whatever the nutrients are in leafy greens, that's what I'm missing. I need some of that. Yeah. Give me some of that. Um, Great episode. Great four-year controversy. This feels like a classic app. It feels like one that people will look back on and say, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> hey, oh, 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 oh. I can't believe oh, I forgot wait. to ask you about this. Can we superimpose wait. this at the beginning of the episode? Did you see the Dune trailer? Uh, no, I was going to talk about something completely different, no! um, but let's talk about the Dune trailer, I guess. It's, Is it good? It's Patrick, it's so good. I am, okay. my shorts have been rocked every time. I've watched it okay. four times. It was the number one video on trending until Jake Paul's new music video came out, and I'm so upset. Jake Paul's still relevant? Yes. That's the, that's the most amazing, but it's not 2018 anymore. I know. But go watch the anyway. new Dune trailer. I was shook. I was absolutely shook. We're okay, be on- before you go watch the new Dune trailer, yeah, um, go to check out our launched merch website. Oh man, that's <laughs> not as exciting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. It is. This it, is something. Wait, what else on the merch store? It's Patrick? finally here. What else on the merch? It's store? finally here. First of all, um, I don't know why we were thinking of launching a merch store in April because you're not supposed to launch retail stuff in April. <laughs> you're supposed to launch retail stuff in September so that people can buy things for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> So here we are in September. We're launching a merch store, but that does mean that you're going to have to act fast because people will buy things for Christmas really quickly and we have a limited stock. Anyway, our brand new website, we partnered with BrandFox. Uh, they they handle all of our shipping and fulfillment. So first of all, um, because of tax reasons, we can't offer physical items as uh, 
as rewards for patrons. But patrons, uh, I'll pay for uh, your stuff for free, and I'll pay the taxes on it. So it's not part of the reward. Um, so if you join us, if you join on our Patreon at the at the twenty dollar tier, patreon.com slash the crunch. Yep, you get a free T-shirt. If you don't want to uh, buy, if you don't want to uh, pay for sorry if you don't want to support us on patreon just want to buy a t-shirt you can now go to www.thecrunchcast.com the best thing about these t-shirts is that these t-shirts haven't been available for like three years yeah okay we brought them back we brought the t-shirts back are they the they same exist. the same they're shirts? better than they were before so they're not the same they're not the same okay they're a better material they're the same they're the same material that like the focus t-shirts are yes yeah and you can also buy Crunch laptop stickers with our cover art on them. They also double as water bottle stickers. They also double you can as put them on just stickers. <laughs> little brother stickers. <laughs> you can put them on anything. You can put them on a ceiling fan. You can buy five and put them on each individual blade of the ceiling fan. Any non-stick material uh, and even some non-stick materials that you can find, the sticker will stick yes. to the sticker. Yeah, and you can put it on. You can even put. We actually genetically engineered it. You can put it on a non-stick pan. And then cook your steak yeah. tips on it. Exactly. Boom. And uh, yeah, so uh, go watch the Dune trailer after you go buy stuff on our www. Watch the Dune trailer first. It'll hype you up to buy stuff. There all, there's also some, there's also, the, the website is actually, also there's got some funny little Easter eggs on it. You can, uh, there's games. Ask your parents permission before going. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Every time I've watched the Dune trailer, my heart rate has doubled and my adrenaline is going. Like I, when did they finish filming it before Corona? Um, yeah, because they filmed it on location in Jordan. Like all of the oh. scenes are in a desert in Jordan, so they did that. They were did that all in 2018, and so oh, I think wow. a lot of it has just been post production because there's a couple of uh, big things that need to be digitally created. If you know what I'm talking about. The big worms weren't available. Yeah, the big Christian Bale was not available to gain fourteen hundred thousand <laughs> pounds for the to for the play, role, a, giant to play worm. a giant worm. Uh, yes, go watch the Dune trailer. Go order stuff from the merch thing and send us emails. And we we've been getting a lot of steady stream of emails lately. So shout out to you guys yeah. for that. Keep it coming. We're getting so many emails that it's hard for me to keep up. So keep sending them in because uh, I'm getting bored. All right, <laughs> Patrick. Do you have anything else for the people? Uh, Mom, I'm sorry I said on the podcast. I might edit that out actually. Okay, then edit that part out too. No, I'm gonna leave that. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> wait. Just bleep out the word. Don't leave out the part that I said. Oh, I'm I'm leaving it all in, baby. Oh, okay. thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.